Hi, this is Byron Lazine and Nicole White with One and Company, and we're uh, pretty honored to have Brian McGlone, the Guilford Economic Development Manager, to spend a few minutes with us today and during these times that we're all going through right now, and certainly it's been a, an abrupt interruption to our normal lives. Uh, we both thought it was a good idea to have Brian bring us a little bit of perspective of what's going on here locally and what we can all do to band together and, and do what we can during these difficult times. So Brian, we just want to first thank you for spending a few minutes with us today. Sure. I'm happy to try to help. Thank you. And I guess our first uh, question for you is, we know you did have a conversation with, with our governor here in Connecticut. Is, is there any uh, positive news that you could share with us? Well, I think so, Byron. I mean, you know, the SBA, working in conjunction, really the federal government, has come up with loan programs that can be up to $2 million and they're payable over a 30-year payback and they're running between two and three quarters and three, three and three quarters percent interest rate. So, I mean, there is going to be some monies available in that fashion. I'm frankly talking to some of the businesses. Um, that's like good news and bad news because it's it's another loan and, and it's going to uh, kind of overburden them a little bit with loans. Now, during a conference call yesterday with the governor um, and through the DECD, uh, David Lehman, um, they're, they're working on a more of a short-term loan. They're trying to look at businesses um, and they're, they're targeting right now, I think, the, like kind of like what's, the, what's an ongoing 90-day operating cost of a business. And they're trying to come up with a short-term loan that would be somewhere between zero to 1% interest uh, that would be payable probably over a 12 or 18-month period. So it's more focused on some immediate needs, shorter-term needs, to try to just keep people going in this very difficult period, hopefully things will change over that next 90 days. And so they're trying to get it as low as they can and make it feasible and reasonable to pay back, again, over a shorter period of time, um, but hopefully one that businesses will be in a position to afford and handle. Now, the, the full details of that haven't been released yet. They expect to release early next week. So that's one avenue, you know, with the state in trying to come up with funds to help our local businesses. Great. And there's, and where's the resource that they can look into that or is it, or is it not on online yet? <laughs> uh, I apologize. I don't have, I, I, I would, I would go to the state's DECD uh, website and look for that. I don't have the exact link. And we'll, we'll do some, we'll do some homework on our end and make sure that we link that where this is being listened to or, or read. How about specifically, we know, you know, Nicole and I both know so many of the, you know, great small business owners in town and everybody in the town is current, you know, certainly working with a lot less, even from a, you know, personal home standpoint. Um, what can we do to help support our small, small local businesses during this time as residents? Sure. Good point. Well, um, we, we as the town have, uh, are publishing, uh, for example, the restaurants that are remaining open uh, for either curbside pickup or delivery. 
So we're encouraging people to eat out, or I should say take out, as often as they can to try to bring some cash into the restaurants. Uh, I just saw a notice this morning, and I don't know all the details, but uh, apparently the state is going to allow liquor to be sold at curbside with part of the meal. Um, so I, I don't know the details of, you know, is there a limitation on how much liquor might be able to be sold with a meal? But, you know, let's face it, in restaurants, uh, the liquor portion is office, you know, it's a big part of the overall revenue for a restaurant. So, you know, going to the restaurants, uh, buying takeout meals when you can, or in many cases, they will deliver. Uh, that information is on the town website and also on the Shoreline Chamber website with, you know, listings of restaurants, uh, websites, uh, phone numbers. Uh, and we really encourage probably the best thing to do is is call the restaurants, uh, although many of them have posted their menus. Menus might be a little bit limited. And then if you can, you know, we're encouraging people to buy gift cards, gift certificates that could be used at a later date, whether you use it personally or maybe share it with somebody as a gift. That would be something to do. Now we're and I think – Oh, go ahead. No, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I don't want to interrupt. I'm sorry. And then – uh, you know, beyond the restaurants, we're uh, putting a similar kind of directory together of what retailers uh, are remaining open at this time. And kind of in a similar fashion, many of the retailers are trying to put information up online of what their goods might look like. Um, and they're, you know, encouraging people to order online or come in, uh, maybe in small groups, you know, small individuals to go in and quickly look at material, but they too will um, sell it at curbside. Many of them are offering shipping. Uh, so if you pay, post something, uh, pay for something online, they will ship it to you. Um, so we're encouraging people to identify those retailers and, and whether it's the hard goods now or, or gift cards later, that would certainly be beneficial. Um, yeah, and I think that that's obviously the most important even for like hairdressers that are closed, like spas. Um, and I've even been seeing some people are ordering flowers from flower shops to have flowers being delivered to family members that like, you know, you can't obviously be in direct contact with right now. So, I mean, obviously, yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, I mean, I think we just found out about the hairdressers yesterday. So I think that, you know, we're now needing to figure out new ways to sort of help support them too, not just the restaurants, but um yeah, I mean, I think everyone's getting a little bit more creative in, in how to sort of utilize those services maybe later. I mean, we're all going to be, like, we're all going to be fat and happy in, in hopefully three months when we're all using these gift cards. <laughs> That's right. There will be a time because we're going to absolutely get through this as a community that we're going to be wanting to use those gift cards and celebrate getting out of this. Uh, just Brian. If, if I can add to this, Byron and, and Nicole, uh, just this morning, I knew this was in development, but uh, this morning, the Women and Family Life Center, in collaboration with the Guilford Foundation and the Branford Foundation, um, have a assistance program available. Um, if you go online to the Women and Family Life Center, you can get an application. Um, but they are uh, a, a, a donor. They, they are talking about providing $500 a person for a grant. Um, and I think, you know, there are some extenuating circumstances that that amount may vary. Um, but it just got kicked off today. Uh, 
as I understand it, a donor came forward and, and put up $10,000 of seed money to get that started. Great. It's awesome. Um, you know, so they, they are um, asking if people want to donate money to that fund. That money is intended to go out to help um, people that have businesses or live in Guilford, you know, that under this short-term pressure, they need some monies. So it's just another piece that's come out uh, trying to address the issues. That's, that's really good news. Yeah. Brian, uh, Nicole sent me, uh, I didn't even know this company was in Guilford, Biomed Devices. She sent me an article about what they're doing. And then, and then certainly I've been aware of the work at Four Catalyzer with Jonathan Rothberg. Uh, I think both of those companies deserve a shout out for what they're doing uh, to help from, from a medical standpoint. Right, yeah, absolutely. right here in, in Guilford. Ab- absolutely. And in, 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 uh, in full honesty, I didn't even fully understand the breadth of the biomed product line. Um, when you look at it, there's, you know, when you walk into a, a hospital room and you see all those gadgets on the wall that the air is hooked up to, or oxygen is hooked up to, gases are hooked up to, um, that was what I was more familiar with, what biomed does, but they also do ventilators. Um, so they are ramping up, kicking it up. Yeah. Yeah. To, to try to meet the demands. And it's just, uh, uh, I, you know, they're, they're working long hours uh, and sourcing raw materials to be able to do this. But I, I agree. I mean, here's another local Guilford business. It's contributing to the solution that uh, is really exciting. Yeah, re- really innovative stuff. And, and, a local business that maybe not too many people even even realizes here. Brian, Nicole and I obviously were in, in real estate here on the Connecticut shoreline. And one of the big concerns in our industry is being able to record at town halls. Has Guilford t- made any decisions on as this, uh, you know, moves forward, what they're going to do in terms of attorneys recording at, at the town? Yeah. Uh, at the moment, town hall is open. It may be on a more limited basis. Um, they're encouraging people to phone in first, um, but in cases like this where they can't, um, they can come into town hall. The town clerk's office is open. Uh, you might have to keep more of a distance from the counter and things like that, but we are still trying to operate as best we can. Uh, Matt, boy, our first selectman, got all the staff heads together on Monday of this week to discuss uh, how we're going to try to operate. And again, all departments are open. Um, they are encouraging phone calls, emails. If you need to come in, they prefer by appointment. Um, but, you know, in the case of like the town clerk's office, they're there, they're there to try to conduct business. So if we're fortunate to sell properties and have transactions changing, um, they're there. Uh, no, that's just... That's this week, and and I hope we continue on going forward, but it might be a little, you know, premature what to predict. Yeah, I mean, I guess even for those that are in the trades, too, you know, pulling permits, needing to get COs, I'm assuming, you know, as much as we're concerned about deeds, um, the trades, you know, plumbers, electricians, GCs are are probably just as concerned about being able to continue continue their work based on those those permits, so I'm assuming obviously the building department is in full swing too, so that if people are mid-renovation, um, they can still sort of push through. 
Yes, yes. Uh, similar to the town, you know, t that, that operation, the land departments are all over in the town hall south property at 50 Boston Street. But like town hall, that is operating um, maybe maybe a little bit more skeletal crew, but they are accepting applications and getting building permits. The process, I mean, they've, they are not looking to have people, you know, keep the social distance. Um, you're dropping off paperwork. Um, it may take 24 hours or so to get a response on some of that, you know, just to drop it off and, and let it get processed, but it is still being operated at the I, moment, yes. I, I don't think any of us needed a situation like this to occur to, to um, highlight how maybe archaic some of our, our, uh, our systems are in, in our small towns here on the Connecticut shoreline, but I'm certain when we all work through this, there's gonna be a, a lot of technology that's implemented <laughs> the way we, we do town business going forward. Um, well, I, I, um, I, I will say, Byron, I, I don't disagree with you. Some of the things are a little antiquated. However, Matt has made that an, an initiative that started, uh, if I said a year ago, it might be, it might not be right. But I mean, Matt Hoy has been investing in technology and trying to automate more processes, you know, get more applications, fillable applications online and things like that and changing the whole tracking and approval in the process. It isn't fully implemented, but it's certainly um, a strategic initiative that he identified some time ago. And he's dedicated money and resources to make that happen. That's great, great news. And maybe you and Nicole can both speak to this because, uh, and Nicole certainly, uh, her husband, Brian White, is a teacher in Guilford, uh, without question is one of the highest ranked public schools in, in our state year after year. A lot of, uh, you know, kids are out of school. What's the uh, plan moving forward in, in Guilford with, with education? I, I will be honest with you. I don't know as much about the educational side of this. Um, one, not having kids in the school system at the moment, but I've been focused more on, you in know, the, other town, the town issues. So Nicole, I don't know if you can update us a little bit more. I mean, I think there's some online teaching initiatives, but I, I probably know enough to be dangerous than I do uh, helpful. Yeah, and unfortunately, I, I probably don't know enough either, or it'll be dangerous. But um, I mean, obviously, with my kids, I know that online um, schooling begins on Monday. Um, my husband actually is at the high school right now. Um, they're calling the teachers in in sort of small groups to get um, all the teachers ready and prepared to, you know, start teaching via like Google Classrooms. Um, I know he's been recording some videos. Um, he actually went and at, um, so a lot of the students like middle school and up have their own um, Chromebooks. So my older kids being in the middle school have Chromebooks, but my elementary school student doesn't. Um, but if you apply online, you can actually get access to a Chromebook. So we're able to rent a Chromebook from the town um, for the remainder of this too. So there are certainly lots of resources. You know, it sounds like there's plenty of computers for each child that needs one since online learning is going to be so big in the next you know, obviously we're hoping it's it's in the short term, but trying to be realistic with the fact that it could be much longer. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's the, I, I love the fact though that the towns have decided to sort of put this initiative together sooner because originally we weren't gonna be starting online schooling until next week. So 
the fact that they moved it up a whole week, um, I think maybe at least for the, the parents' sanity is a great, <laughs> a great move. So we're excited about it. You got to really be proud about our local communities, the way everybody in every industry, small business, restaurants, education, certainly healthcare workers with what, what they're going through have kind of rose to the challenge and innovated how they do things. And, and that's what we're seeing across the board. I'm sure Nicole and Brian, you guys would both share that same sentiment. Brian, we want to thank you so much for taking a few minutes out of your day today. Any last words you want to uh, share? We're obviously going to you know, share this with everybody here in the community, but anything you want to, to add before we yeah, sign off? If I could put a kind of a closing comment, uh, Byron, um, you know, I was involved back when uh, storms, uh, Sandy and Irene hit town. And we did have some prior experience, you know, to hurricanes and storms. And when they came and they hit, you know, they lasted a, a day or two. Um, but then when they were over, you could really assess what you had to clean up, what needed rebuilt, what needed to be done. Uh, I frankly think it was a lot easier to identify, you know, that and, and put a recovery plan together. Everybody is facing this um, really as a, as a first time kind of a thing. It's, it's more extensive. It's more wide. The scope is bigger. I think, you know, people uh, being as patient as they can, as understanding, contributing ideas and solutions. Um, you know, we need to band together. And I, I'm with you. I mean, I, I see it with the town. I, I'm excited to see the way the town, and, and I'm not surprised that's the way it does, but, you know, banding together, trying to help one another, uh, encouraging people that we will get through this. Um, but we're still on uncharted waters. And, you know, uh, people, you know, some ideas might come up that might not be as successful and others might be more successful. Um, so again, if people just remain patient, remain positive and optimistic, um, and, and practice kindness, we'll all get through this. We will. We're determined and we will get through it. Brian McGlone, Economic Development Manager for the town of Guilford, Connecticut. Uh, we appreciate you and thank you so thank much. Thank you, Brian. For, we love chatting. Thank you. Good to talk with you. Be well, Brian. Thank Take you. Take care.